0: Right after this, from our partners. Check
1: out the Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center in the now building on the campus of Memorial Healthcare. Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center includes locker rooms, private showers, steam rooms, a sauna, a lap pool, and more, including a raised track for walking and running with views of the entire Memorial campus and surrounding area. Personally, I love it, man. Sunday, Saturday morning, get in there, get a good workout in, hit the sauna up, and I also do the steam room. So it's a perfect spot. I mean, I think it's only $12 for a day pass, but it for those of you who are looking to join for a winner membership, it's up to 15% off for your membership when it's paid in full. Memorial Healthcare strives to bring healthcare and wellness together, servicing patients' needs from diagnosis to treatment to rehab and beyond. For more details, go online at www.memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. That's 989-720-2273.
0: three-point podcast located on the corner of Siawassee and M21 in Corona.
2: It's time for episode 296 of the three-point podcast and a national championship hangover. Guys, last week I asked if we're dreaming, man. The dream came true, right? It's unbelievable. (laughs) Everything about this football season has been a dream. It's like we've said before, good, good time to have a podcast. Absolutely. Well, we're presented by the Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center. As you can tell, I probably need to get up there and take care of this nasty cold that is still lingering. Check out memorialhealthcare.org for everything they offer, including discounts for 2024. also want to thank our other partners, AZ Branding Solutions, Jacobs Insurance Agency, Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services, Nelson House Funeral Home, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. We're going to talk big time about the Michigan game obviously. We're yeah. recording this on Tuesday morning uh and we'll also talk about the Lions now 12 and 5 and into the playoffs but is there anything we need to catch up on beforehand?
1: I'm just worried about your your health man. Are
2: you I, I was
3: okay? just
4: going to say maybe it's a health update on everyone. Is everyone <laughs> doing all right? I mean,
3: I got to be honest. Yeah,
4: Jared, you mentioned Ted. Ted you even just mentioned it. I, anyone listening can tell. Yeah. That that radio voice that always comes over your airwaves it doesn't sound the same right now
2: from ted the sports guy well i got i got severe sinus issues i might have to go to the doctor today or phone in anyway and get some antibiotics because i got a feeling it might be a sinus infection but off air jared you were saying you had a co-worker or two that it's dragged on for three four weeks even yeah
1: yeah i don't know what it, it's just weird and i i, I I mean, we don't live the healthiest lifestyles, Ted, so that's probably a big part of why this is maybe lingered for both of us. I had something like that, you know, probably a month or so ago around Thanksgiving time where it right. felt like I was sick for like two or three weeks with a, uh, similar to what you have, but I don't know, man. It's a new year. Do you guys have any, uh, new year's resolutions to kind of like get us back on track? I mean, I'm going to the wellness center after this shout out to uh, memorial. Absolutely. I, I got to get my, I got to get my life back on track, man. Um, <laughs> it it's it was something like what with what ted's go was going through like i said a month ago i felt that way it just this is now day number three that i've been kind of watching what i'm eating and, we're, and you know exercising every day i already feel so much better it's it's like i'm like tying a hand behind my back when i'm like eating junk food every night and yeah. it just feels good you know I've got to keep it rolling now uh, three days is basically nothing um but we're trying it what about you guys do you guys got any big new year's resolutions
4: not necessarily resolutions. I've never I've never really been a, like, make a resolution. Maybe, like, mentally I'll be like, all right, I need to get back on track, like you said, with getting into the gym or eat a little cleaner, but not necessarily, like, an official resolution. Just real quick, we did, so talking about the sickness thing, we had pink eye go around. I don't know if oh, you guys boy. have ever had pink eye. Ted, you had kids, oh, so, God. I mean, you right, probably know right. about that. But our son got it, like, two weeks ago, so you have to do the drops for, like, a week. And, of course, daughter gets it about a week after he did. So my wife and I are sitting here. We're like, all right, we're probably going to get it. I got it last week. Oh, so Luckily, it's one of those things like with adults, you know, you do the drops and obviously don't touch it. And then you're kind of good with kids. You know, you just can't control what they're doing, touching everything, sneezing all over, wiping their eyes on everything. So, that pink eye can be kind of nasty, but you take the drops, it goes away. It's all good to go. So hopefully, hopefully that's the worst of what I get yeah. out of all this crap that's going around. But no, I mean, you, you mentioned the not healthy lifestyle, Ted, you're living the retired life. So you're actually on like a, a semi-normal schedule, I feel like probably, yeah, but yeah. something that you, but you definitely know about this, working in this industry, whether it's radio or TV or whatever, it's just, it's not <laughs> it's not a healthy lifestyle you're either working late nights or you're working early mornings or no sleep or you just get a quick 15 minutes to grab a bite to eat and you have to like shove it in your mouth right. and then you're in a control room with a bunch of people you know coughing on each other and breathing and it's just yeah whatever you know whenever someone gets sick at the office it it is almost like all right here we go i, I don't probably after covid it got ramped up but you know we have wipes and sanitizer stuff everywhere and the idea is you're supposed to wipe down the workstations because we all we share stuff so it's like please wipe stuff down but you know you can only do so much i guess when you're working so close with everyone
1: this is a random question maybe it's gonna i'm gonna come across as a weirdo (laughs) matt like you seem like a a farm guy when you're growing up like me personally i don't ever like i'm never sitting like in a place like thinking about the germs was it when you had kids that you started being more cognizant of that stuff or are or is that not even a thing yet i don't know i
4: like i don't know if it's a um i mean definitely since covid everyone has been much more you know aware of trying not to sneeze on each other or whatever right but I, i mean i think yeah when you have kids you start thinking about it more because you don't want to get them sick you don't want whatever they're bringing home from daycare or school to get you sick. So it's more wash your hands, wash your hands, don't sneeze or cover your mouth or don't pick your nose, you know, just kind of (laughs) like all these things you got to start telling kids. So maybe that is when it kind of ramps up, but it is funny, you know, when you think back to like when you were a kid, I remember teachers telling us to wash our hands or, you know, cover your, cover your mouth when you cough or whatever, but it doesn't seem like I remember it being so like vivid of like clean, uh, wash your hands, wipe stuff down. Like, you know, I I don't know, Ted, was it, was that even a thing back when you were, you know, a kid?
2: No, I mean, it was just after you go to the bathroom, that was about it, you know, no other extremes at all. You know, I don't know. I I think from you, you're probably not getting your diseases so much from work, more from kids, what they're exposed to.
4: Which is everything. Cause I mean, I'll, I'll, go, I'll drop um, my son off at daycare and, you know, there, there'll be a couple of those little rugrats running around in the class and I'll see him like snot draining down. <laughs> it's actually, it's and I'm just like, thing ever seen. I, right. I'm just like, all right, well, here we go. Cause I know <laughs> that kid's probably wiping his stuff all over something that Wesley's <laughs> probably going to go play with. And so it's like, here we go. Yeah. You, know, you hope they, they always say, you know, don't to, to the parents, if your kid is sick, please do not bring them in. And I, you know, you hope most parents are are good about that, but like sometimes to an extent, if it's not some like awful, terrible sickness right. where they can't move, I mean, you got to go to work, <laughs> you know, you right. kind of like, sorry, if he's got a runny nose, I mean, try and keep up on wiping it off. Otherwise I, I got to go to work. So you
1: know, I mean, luckily, it,
4: you know, you have sick days maybe or care days that you can use to stay home with your kids. But
2: can only do that
1: so much you know yeah i mean ted would be in school right now if he was 10 years old (laughs) right I mean that's probably true
2: yeah especially if i had a basketball game later on you know (laughs) Yeah, exactly no no doubt well you know my my one thing i do want to try to get back in shape i do want to shed a few pounds and eat a little bit better i mean christmas the holidays do it every year man just so much good food you know and i don't know about you guys you know when you have like the main meal like a ham you know, and then you're eating ham for three or four days afterwards. <laughs> right. So that's at least cleared out of the way. Now I can get back to normal, and right. hopefully, hopefully, shed this darn cold, man. It's terrible. Yeah, it,
4: it's no fun being no. sick. Whether whether it's even even if it's something minor, or if it's something where you're kind of feeling like crap, it's just not fun. I saw someone actually. I should. This would would have been relevant. I think it was on Instagram, you know, it was one of those like doctors or something that posts all these like inspirational things. And it was something like, why do we, it was something about like taking your health for granted. Like you don't, you don't think about your health as much until you're not feeling well. You know, you kind of just go through the motions or, you know, you don't think about shedding those pounds or, you know, trying to stay healthy until you're not feeling well and you're sick. And then it's like, man, I got to get rid of this. So sometimes it's like, maybe if you stay ahead of it, Maybe you don't have to get sick. Sometimes it just happens and you know, you can't control it, but it's definitely yeah, not maybe, a fun time of year.
2: Yeah. Well, it is a fun time of year for the Michigan Wolverines. And we'll get right into that. <laughs> Clearly. We're I all I couldn't wait. I could wait to get into this one. So <laughs> let's uh let's take a short pause and then uh talk national championship right after this. Nelson House Funeral Homes' number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chessonine, and New Lothra. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234.
3: Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380.
2: All right, guys, Michigan 34, Washington 13, save my voice, break it down.
1: I, real quick, we, I, I have a genuine question about this. I'm not going to tell you guys how I feel. Maybe you can guess, but um, it, it was awesome last night. Mm-hmm. That was the first title I've ever experienced. Matt, I, Matt have you, I guess you would have seen the 04 Pistons, so you saw that. Yep. This was my first experience with a title. My whole life, you know, I've been the the Joker quote you know I'm a dog chasing cars I don't know what to do if I got one and I don't know we when we won it it was it was like the most surreal thing like it almost felt like I wasn't watching Michigan like win a national championship yeah I it was like it was awesome I, I love the recycling of it uh, I didn't sleep more than maybe two hours last night but I don't know I don't know what I was like expecting I just thought like I thought it would feel like your like first kiss that like rush you get like for the whole night like you're on the top of the moon uh and i think it was more so like maybe like your 10th kiss, you know, still great. I loved every second of it, man, but i don't it wasn't it i don't know. My expectations were so high of how that would actually felt and i it's been, you know, 25 years of my life waiting for it that there's just no way it was ever going to meet my expectations. But with all that being said, it was still awesome. But did you guys have any sense of that feeling?
4: I think it was different for me with Michigan because there's been so many letdowns and we've, you know, Harbaugh came in with so much hype and we thought Especially because he had some success like right when he came in, we thought it was just gonna be like he's gonna be rattling off title after title after title. and it's you know everyone knows the the journey, I guess that's right. been Mich- Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. So to me, it was just like an overwhelming sense of relief of like it kind of and disbelief, kind of like watching the confetti fall and the celebrate it was almost like a is this seriously happening? Because we've seen Michigan somehow blow it. That's why when you texted in our text thread, when it looked like Michigan was about to run away with that thing, literally run away with that thing with Donovan Edwards. Yeah, I I was definitely thinking that. I think everyone probably was. But it was like, like I said, trouble with the snap and all these other games have just ruined me. It's like, no, I I can't believe this is happening until I see Jim Harbaugh hoisting that trophy up. But I, I did. I remember the '97 championship. I was, you know, like twelve, thirteen years old. So,
1: can I? But can I say something about that? It yep. was they split it, correct? Right. It was not. Yeah. Like, did you ever even have like a wow or a national champions moment from that that you even remember? Oh, yeah. Like, what was there one like that?
4: Oh, I definitely for me. I don't know about you, Ted, because it had been a while for Michigan. So you remember the the Bow days. I wasn't right. really around for the Bow days, but. No, there was, because I loved, I mean, you know, you're a kid, 12, 13. Oh, yeah. I loved Michigan even more than I do now. You know, Charles Woodson and all those guys. It was definitely exciting. Um, yeah, and, and even back then, the, the whole split championship thing, I don't, I think people make it a bigger deal than what it really was. They, they won a national championship. That, that's just how it
2: was. Yeah, this, I think this was more, a little bit more legit since they didn't have to split it, but I was thinking back to my time, just specifically on Michigan sports. Okay. We had, the, we had the fab five, they fell short, but this reminded me more of the 89 championship with Glenn Rice and basketball. Yeah. I remember, cause you know, that's a late game. They beat Seton hall. I remember turning it over to WJR to listen to all the post-game stuff. This was you know, ES Penn. Wasn't doing all oh, the yeah. stuff that they do nowadays. That's what I got a flashback to 89 when they won the basketball right. national championship. So that's, that's where I was at. And I think also fellas, the way they won last night, yeah, and oh, they had okay. their ups and downs, but the game was closed out after Sanders still picked off that pass and Corum yeah. blasted into the end zone. It was over. It wasn't like the Alabama game overnight.
1: I don't know about you guys, I, and this is we were laughing about our text thread where I basically was like, "They're about to TCU this team," uh, referencing <laughs> last year's national title. I was never nervous during that game last night. I really yeah. wasn't. During the Bama game, I, I never thought we were going to win until the, the game, the final buzzer sounded. This right. one, I, I was like, I was confident the whole way. It was one of those where it's like, you see it and you're like, man, why did I not bet my whole life savings yeah. on right. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. My dad was like having a panic attack. Like, <laughs> I was like almost rooting for it to be like a, a good game. Like, Washington put some points on the board. Like, let's make this a legendary game. I was never worried. Maybe I'm the psychopath. I don't know.
4: No, I, I, I remember thinking that going into the second half when. You know, it was basically a one-score game. Michigan's offense had kind of sputtered in the second half there. And, you know, it was definitely seeing how the first quarter went, or they sputtered in the the second quarter. I mean, seeing how the first quarter went and then that second quarter, it was a little frustrating and like, man, are they going to figure something out? But I kind of had the same feeling in the second half. Like, basically all I thought was don't let one of those big, huge 80-yard bombs happen with those receivers and pennies. And I, they were going to be fine. And really, I, it's almost like Michigan knew. Excuse me, Michigan knew going in that the stats were out there. All the analysts, everyone said it. You pressure Penix, you hit him, you get him off schedule, and he's not the same quarterback. He's still, eh. He he actually didn't have a. I was going to say he still had a pretty good game. He actually didn't have a very good game last night. I mean, the numbers right here. I I I was going to share. Um, Michigan pressured Penix on 17 of his dropbacks. He was three of 15 for 14 yards, a touchdown and two picks on those. So basically Michigan obviously knew, you know, last week with Alabama and Jalen Milrow, it was the same thing. Don't let him, you know, don't let him get outside the pocket. Don't let him hit those deep balls. And it was the same thing with Penix. Pressure him, hit him. Yeah. Don't let him just chill in the pocket. Because you saw when he did have time, bink, bink. He's, he's as accurate a passer as we've seen in college football. You hit him, you you know he can't really scramble anymore with with some of the injuries he's had. Yeah, he was beat um, up, you know. And, and our DBs, man, Will Will Johnson had just a hell of a game, and they all you know
1: they all did. They, they,
4: I was gonna I was gonna start listing off names. You mentioned yeah. Sanders still. Sanders still just. I mean, he's just a Michigan legend. He has to be the whole story coming in as a receiver, switching over to DB. Honestly played himself into an NFL cornerback. He's going to get drafted. You know, I don't know yeah. where, but he's going to get himself drafted. That is an insane story. So I just, I think overall Jesse mentor a few years ago, Harbaugh, you know, we all remember Don Brown and we loved him, the energy and, you know, Don Brown, all that kind of stuff. But Harbaugh made the decision. He was like, Hey, we've got to run an NFL style defense. We're hiring Mike McDonald, who is now probably one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL and then after he left for the NFL, got Jesse Minter, who's also an NFL guy. And they run an NFL defense, and you could see it, it gave Penix problems because he was, he was like, off all night. So to answer your question, I, I kind of had the same feeling in the second half. I didn't really ever feel nervous. It was just kind of like a, almost waiting for that 180-yard bomb to, like, give Washington hope. Yeah,
2: before you break the yeah. sweat. Yeah, I was probably more with your dad there, Jared. I was a little bit nervous, especially starting off the second half. When they got the interception, I definitely felt better. And then when they had the holding penalty, calling back that big, long pass, right? I started settling in at that point. You know, and they took care of business. I'm, speaking of that defense, man, incredible, just incredible. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you talk about how they run the pro style. It, it's exactly. They're rotating big men in there it's left and impressive. right. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, there's no
1: weak link. That's it's. I mean, the. I mean, Will Johnson. He's what probably gonna be a top five pick whenever after next year when he it goes. To draft. I mean, it, again, my favorite compliment of that guy. He goes a whole game. He had the one interception. Other than that, you never hear his name. He's just right. out there. Whoever he's guarding, they're not throwing to. Yep. Sandra still had a big pick to seal it. Uh, those two D linemen, man. Graham and Kenneth Grant. Grant had maybe the, the sweetest bull rush I've ever seen in my life. was <laughs> right. I mean, oh, knocked over 71? Those <laughs> linemen, I felt bad for him. And they're a good offensive line. It's like we did that to Alabama's offensive line. We we did that to everybody. And yeah. it just you just felt bad for him. Like I saw number 73, I'm blanking on his name. He was having a rough day with false starts and just getting kind of mauled by McGregor and a few different plays. Uh, and I saw he, like, he didn't give a, a sack all year. Uh, and he still didn't give up a sack against Michigan. That's the crazy thing. They only gave up, like, what, one sack? One is that sack, right? Yeah. But it yeah. felt like Penix was under duress all game. And they were rushing four. It's like it's like what we'd love to see from the Lions on Sunday. You got home with four. We won't see that, probably. But they got home with four, and then they just were able to drop everybody else into coverage. Yeah. I, it was a master class. I thank God John Harbaugh <laughs> decided to, which he's, like, the coolest Harbaugh. I don't know what it is about <laughs> him. So him. He's awesome. I love John Harbaugh, maybe even more than Jim. Him passing over Minter and McDonald to us, you know, when we were in dire straits, when Harbaugh was on whatever it was, like a $1 million a year contract, a joke of a contract. <laughs> and it's funny how it seemed like that was all we needed to yeah. get us over the hump. It's like we, we were banging our head against the wall with Don Brown and these like engage eight blitzes. He right. called himself Dr. Blitz. <laughs> and we finally get in Minter and it's like the whole college wall landscape's opened up. It's like, wow, this is the best defense I've ever seen. The best part. Matt, you talk about feeling relieved. You know what's what's kind of sad. I'm just gonna say it because it's it's a genuine reaction. My first thought, and as I'm scrolling through Twitter, seeing all the naysayers, mostly Michigan State fans. Oh, this this win will be vacated. Um, oh, congrats to all the CMU Grand Valley Saginaw Valley alums today. Like you guys, right. you guys are great. Like this is a win that makes it so none of the those state jabs can hurt you anymore. It's like yeah, yeah. they all the trump card. We were waiting for it. We thought we were going to get it with line in those basketball two two runs they had. We thought we were going to get a title then. That could always trump Michigan State and all the naysayers, Ohio State, everything. They did it in, in the college football playoff realm. Not we are splitting titles. They won the national title, yeah. and now all the naysayers who claim it was cheating or whatever, they just have to eat it, man. And, and it feels
0: great.
4: Yeah, and it's even if you know you talk about Reggie Bush's Heisman got taken away, but everyone knows he won the Heisman. You know, if you talk to anyone who talks about the Heisman trophy, he won that, even if he doesn't physically have the trophy. I honestly don't think much more is going to come of all this stuff. I feel like if it wo- if it was going to, it would have already. It-, it may still, you know, we don't, we don't know what they're going to look into this off offseason, but I highly doubt if he- if anything does, it's going to go as far as vacating this season or anything. Maybe another suspension for Harbaugh, maybe like a loss of scholarships for Michigan if it goes that far. I'd be really surprised if it went as far as taking this national championship away, partly because Harbaugh served the suspension in season. So you could almost say like he he did do his time. You know, he he served the three-game suspension and the team kept winning. The team beat Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State. Dominated Iowa in the Big Ten championship. Dominated Alabama, Washington, and so no, I, I don't think. It, you know, I mean, we know how it goes. Though opposing fan bases, they're always going to be salty about this. Well, what
1: was sweet is that like it, it. You know, you think about like my whole life. At, you know, at the lunch tables, man. There's nothing. I wish I could hit a time machine and transform <laughs> me back to those high school lunch tables, man, and just give me like the floor for thirty minutes to rip all those guys <laughs> that I'd yep. hear from. We, like, bested them at every step. You know, they talk about that stupid Rose Bowl win, which is basically meaningless, versus Stanford, whenever that was, 2013, 14. I I remember going to my buddy's, uh, like, frat house, and on the wall they have that, like, fourth and inches stop for Stanford. If we went to the Rose Bowl, we beat Alabama in the Rose Bowl. That's, like, a bigger Rose Bowl win. Went to the national championship, won the national championship. We had this all-star defense, ten times better than no-fly zone defense. Like, every step of the way, I loved it, man. It's like, I just, I'm like, I, I felt like a kid watching that game. Um, Is it,
4: isn't it this funny, Ted, to hear Jared's perspective on this because he grew up in the Michigan, Michigan State era where Michigan yep. State was dominating Michigan because everything you're describing, I was the other way because I grew up, you know, like through the 90s, through early 2000s right. when Michigan was dominating. So I was wearing my Michigan stuff proud to the lunch table, but I understand no, you probably, yeah, but, you were not during the Rich Rod and Brady Hoke years. So I, I get that, but like I say, the opposing fan bases are always going to hate. Yeah, that's just how it is. I mean, you hear me hate on Izzo, even though Izzo is one of the best coaches ever. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just always going to
1: happen. But do you, yeah. do you guys yeah. think there is an asterisk on on this? What do you no. like? No way, no? No. no way.
4: And because part of it too is, and and I, I really don't think it's because we're fans. I think we would we would be honest if if we thought they were legitimately cheating and it was some big old thing. Harbaugh knew all that kind. of We'd be the first ones to say, right. "Yeah, you, you this isn't a good look. You Harbaugh's got to go." You know, whatever. If it went that far, but multiple people have even come out and said, like, whatever the Stallions dude was doing wasn't giving him that big of a competitive advantage. Uh, since he's been gone, they've continued to roll. If anything, they've gotten better God, that- since all this stuff happened. Uh, you know, That's- all these guys came back to win this thing. Harbaugh did his time, the the assistance. I mean, er- everything about it is just like that whole the whole scandal, the people that still try to bring it up, it's almost like um, I don't know, it's they're just being salty about it, is is how I see it. Again, I understand it as an opposing fan, you're gonna be salty, but
1: nah, no, no me, I have been there a lot. Like it's 20 seen all the Twitter arguments. Like, I remember those days, man, trouble with the snap. Uh, yeah. the, the Devin Gardner game where we had like minus 50 yards. Like I remember battle in those wars. You never win them. You never win them. Um, yeah. It, 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 uh, man, I lost my train of thought. I'm just so happy. Oh, this. Well, let's,
4: let's, while let's, you regain that, I was going to ask Ted, um, yeah. we brought up the 97 and, you know, just the the whole generations and we're talking about this team or whatever, where would you just, I, you didn't have time to prepare for this. Maybe you've thought about it. Would you put this team up there as, Prisoner of the moment, I'm sure. The best Michigan
2: team ever? Oh, you have Better to. than the 97 team? Maybe some of Ab- those in the 80s? Ab- absolutely. I mean, yeah. yeah, this team has impressed me from the get-go, especially especially starting with that Penn State game and just yeah. watching that run all the way to win yeah. the daddy. I mean, yeah, they've had some great teams in their history, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's just a prisoner of the moment thing. I think right. this team was legit in every aspect, starting – with probably the greatest coach of all time at Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, three straight national championships or three straight playoff performances, right. yep. a daddy, na- and everything else that's gone along with it, and he did exactly what he said he was going to do. His mission yep. was to turn this program around, make them an elite, top of the line college program, and he's done it.
4: Yep, it's hard. It's hard. Not. It's funny. The the, the text that I always mention uh, on this podcast with with my buddies from back home. That question came up: Is Jim Harbaugh the best coach in Michigan history? Obviously, the only one that'd be second would be Bo Schembechler. You know, right. Lloyd Carr. Lloyd Carr is there, but it's hard not to say it's Jim Harbaugh with how he's turned this around—three straight Big Ten titles. Yeah, how could he not? O- overcoming Ohio State when Ohio State was peak Ohio State, um, and then now obviously winning the national championship. It's hard not to say he's he's the best Michigan coach ever which honestly I tweeted it out again, maybe we, we talk about emotional tweets or text, you know, in the moment <laughs> you can make an argument if he does end up leaving for the NFL, you know, maybe we'll talk about that in a few minutes, but you can make an argument, build him a statue for what he did as a player. And then coming back to Michigan and rebuilding the program and um winning a national championship, you can make an argument. He's, you know, only, he hasn't been there as long as Bo Schembechler was, but you going to make an argument, build him a statue, name, name the practice field after him, the, the Jim right. Harbaugh practice field, you know, something like that, because hopefully he doesn't leave. If he does, I, I'd be fine with it. Again, we'll probably talk about that a little more in job. a minute, but yeah. um, he, he's put this program in a place that if he does go, whoever takes over is just keep, keep the train rolling. Just keep right. the train rolling. You know what I mean? So no, it, I would put it up there. Cause I saw some of the stats, Um, they're one of four teams ever to go undefeated, and they never allowed more than 25 points in a game. Remember, Penn State's offense was scoring a ton of points, and they shut them down. Ohio State obviously is Ohio State. I know McCord isn't C.J. Stroud, but it's still Ohio State. Shut them down. Alabama was scoring a ton of points. Shut them down. Michael Penix was a Heisman Trophy candidate. You you said, Ted, probably should have won the Heisman. I thought so, yeah. NFL receivers all over the place, Joe Moore Award um, offensive line, and they shut them down last night in the national title game. I mean, you you remember the 97 defense with Charles Woodson and all those guys. That was a lights-out defense. But, man, this defense, and I'm a J.J. McCarthy fan. He's going to catch hate because he doesn't put up Michael Penix type numbers. He's 27-1 and one as a starter, two straight Big Ten championships because he wasn't the starter, obviously, for the first one and um a national championship i don't know how you can hate on this guy he does everything he's asked to do it's frustrating at times because i wish they asked him to do more But he does he does what the coaching staff asks him to do when he's asked to run he does and he picks up first downs when he needs to make big throws like he did on that drive in the fourth quarter zipped one to colson loveland threw a nice little pass to roman wilson Sealed the game. Basically, did the same thing against Alabama last week in the Rose Bowl, and we've seen when when he does need to like air it out against Ohio State last year and a couple other games, he can. I, I honestly think it's just the coaching staff doesn't ask him to do much. I think they know, lean on our defense. I, we've we've said this in previous podcasts. The term game manager gets thrown around. I, I don't understand why that's like a bad thing. They they probably based, don't lose the game. JJ, don't lose the game. Like against TCU last year, we don't need to bring that up, but those pick sixes maybe lost them that game. Don't lose the game. Make the throws when we ask you to. Run when we ask you to. And hand the ball to these running backs. That's not a bad thing. He's 27-1 and one as a starter. I don't know how you hate on no,
1: the game. He, Yeah, you can't, like, I mean, he won an national title. It's like he's, <laughs> right. you, I can't say another bad word really about him. He's definitely, see, like, I don't know. Yeah, like you said, it's every, it's, and I'm sure, I think he's coming back next year. We'll do the same thing next Ooh. year. Man. where there'll be games, like, in that third quarter, man, I don't even know if he attempted a pass, uh, past like, more than five yards. It, it, right. it feels like sometimes, whether it's by design or just inadvertently, it, like, they treat him like he's, like, me out there throwing the ball. Like, right. it's J.J. McCarthy, man. Like, he, you're comping him to Andrew Luck. You're He's getting, you know, first-round grades in the NFL draft. Like, let him sling it. But yeah. I think it is what you, you can't argue with the final result when they won. That was what was weird about this year. It's like every game was, like, kind of an ugly win. But they kept winning. It's like, I'll take that every day of the week. People are bitching about how it's a boring game last night. I loved every second of it, man.
2: Uh, yeah. It's, Was it wasn't boring it's to wins.
1: me. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> right. And JJ, I mean, people are like, the, it's so kind of lame, kind of, but cliche to say, you know, he's a winner. But there is something to be said about that. Other than one game, his entire career, he's made enough plays to win. It, like, that that's impressive as a quarterback. We talk about it all the time. There's so many different ways you can lose the game. He, he didn't do that. He, right. he, he won a back-breaking pick. In that third quarter, Michigan could have lost that game easily. And he never made that mistake. So, and he made a couple big, big plays that won him the game. You know, him using his legs on that third down, backed up in their own uh, end zone, basically. And then that throw to Loveland, like you said. Uh, He did just enough, man. Uh, And I mean, he's, if he's back next year, I'm almost positive. He's got the chance to put together one of the greatest like college careers I've ever seen. Like, Mm -hmm. you beat Ohio State three times, he's going for the four beat, three Big Ten titles. Three, he's been to the couch Bowl playoff every single year. Going for probably four next year. I mean, if he's back, if Harbaugh's back, they're the favorites to win the national title, right? I would think so.
4: I, I don't know how you argue against that. I mean, obviously, like right. Georgia, but you know, I mean, with the with the twelfth going to the twelve team playoff, uh, Michigan has a insane schedule next year. But going to the twelve team playoff, you think at minimum they'd be back in the playoff, you know? And then you know, don't know what happens, but. Is it time to get into that? Are, are we done talking about the game specifically? Or are you guys uh, do Do we think? I don't know how late did you guys stay up? Did you watch all the post game stuff? The Scott Van Puck I watched most stuff? of it. I,
2: I recorded the rest of it, but I watched most of it.
4: Yeah, that, I don't know if you saw like they they SportsCenter went to the the press conference with Harbaugh and um, he actually he joined. Scott Van Pelt on um, SportsCenter, yep. which is uh, – Scott Van Pelt, I mean, this isn't company main speak. He I, He's the best in the business. But SVP is so good yep. at hosting SportsCenter or whatever show he has to host. But the interviews that he does are just so good. It's just natural. It's like just two guys talking shop. And when I saw that Harbaugh was joining SVP, I was like, man, I don't know how this is going to go. Harbaugh. such <laughs>
1: Well, I was like, That's they true. were teasing it and I'm like, I'm not sure he's actually going to go on. Like until he was actually on, I'm like, I don't, I don't believe he's actually going to go on the show, but right. he did.
4: That, no, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was like, is this confirmed have, do they know he's going to come out there and <laughs> put that headset on? But um, it was a, it was a pretty good interview. I mean, it, oh, yeah. you know, it was, it was a hardball interview, but they, you know, at the press conference and, at uh with svp they asked about the future and obviously he just gave the you know i want to just enjoy this or whatever but exactly again texting with my buddies we, we all kind of came to a consensus or said the same thing previous years i would have been pretty upset if he left not like mad at him not something like that but pretty like ah damn we we had harbaugh and could never like get it done honestly if if he decided to go to the raiders go to the chargers this year it would be a thank you, coach. You rebuilt the program. You won a national title. Go, go after a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? It would, it would be one of those things like, man, you, you, I think you said it. One of you guys said it. He, he did what he came here to do. Right. He he came to Michigan when they were in the dumps, rebuilt the program. He's, he's put himself above Michigan's above Ohio state right now. Won a national title. I mean, it, it would be the time for him to step away if he's going to, my gut—I don't know what what you guys think. My gut is that he's he's still going to come back again in in that SVP interview. Right, I, I don't saying, know if you guys, yeah, he—I right. don't know if it was a slip or if he just kind of said. I don't know if you've seen this, Ted, but uh-uh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so yeah, if you recorded it, go back and watch. I, this isn't like spoiler alert, but um, no, fine. Yeah, he the SVP asked him about like you know what are you doing? Like what what's how are you gonna? What's your next few days? basically trying to ask him about the NFL, but didn't come out and ask him about the NFL. Uh And Harbaugh basically said like, you know, usually we, we go, of course Harbaugh said something goofy, said, we go into spring ball. Usually we start spring ball on on Valentine's day because we love football. (laughs) But he, he said this year, we're going to push spring ball back to March and give guys a couple more weeks off. So it was kind of like, so wait, you're already planning your spring ball practice. Like, and and SVP even said that. He, He said something like, Oh, so you're thinking about spring in Ann Arbor. You know, and I think everyone was like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, <laughs> what did you just right. say? So, yeah, I don't know. It, it might mean nothing.
1: But until I saw that, I was 100 percent he's gone. And for sure, Minter's gone with him. Uh, and and I mean, I think the rumor everybody's been saying is Sharon Moore probably is the heir apparent to take over, um, which I think we're all in favor of. I mean, he proved himself this year. Uh, yeah. and, and I mean, we can talk all day about his offensive coordinated. Yeah, it's not perfect, but it's pretty damn hard to call perfect, uh, you know, offensive game plan. Right. Um but I think, I, I, I hate to say it, I, I'm all the way back in. I think he's coming back. Something about that. Something about the more and more I think about it, like, why would you leave? I feel right. like we're on, like, the precipice of, like, being, uh, you know, a Bama. I, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Especially if, if, if we would have stayed in the college football playoff format and no conference realignment where it was just us heading to Ohio State every year. If we beat them, we're basically in the playoff. Like, we, I feel like we could do this for the next three years. Right. But, and so it's like, I know the Charger job is enticing you know, with Justin Herbert and all that, but I mean, he's got this thing humming, just keep filling it with gas. Whereas if you go to the NFL, you got to rebuild the whole car from scratch. He right. might. Um, and especially if the sanctions, maybe there's more coming from the NCA. Right. I think if there was no, for sure, nothing coming from the NCA, he could just get, pick it up and start coaching right where he left off. I think he's back. I don't know. Yeah. I'm getting my hopes up. Maybe I'm yeah. being because this whole offseason, this whole season, I thought he's been gone, but something about that comment. And yeah. the way he was acting after the game last night, it's like, I think he's back. I think he's just a weirdo who doesn't <laughs> want to give, you know, I saw Andy Staples basically asked him the question. And Jim was like, can I just freaking enjoy this for one night? You guys <laughs> right. this? Uh, and Andy Staples is going back and forth with people like people are basically saying like, that's not your job to ask him that, uh, you know, in that situation. he's like, oh, Maybe yeah. it is my job. I think he's back. I think he is. I really do.
2: Well, I hope you guys are right, but I I believed <laughs> the other way. You know, yeah. I really am. I mean, if you're ever going to leave for the NFL at yeah. his age, what is he sixty? Uh, you know, he could get another ten year contract with the big bucks. Just yeah. look at football. Uh, the thing and the way the college landscape has changed now. Yeah. You know, with all the you have to you know have to be on top of the nil money and all everything else that's going with college football, especially with the Big Ten realignment. I wish you. I hope you're right. I, yeah. I I want him to be a lifer at Michigan. I've said it before, but I I just think this is the year that he's going to get multiple opportunities, and he's going to pick the one that he wants. And I think I agree with you, Matt. How can you How can you hold it against the guy? What he did, right. what he needed to do, got the national championship. As much as we want to see him in Ann Arbor, I I just I just think this is the time, you know. Yeah.
4: Yeah, and Booger McFarland this morning. I was watching Get Up. He he made a good point and. I guess maybe to support Jared and I's um prediction or or hope, I guess, of Harbaugh coming back. You have to wonder, because I, I feel like one he when it was either with the with the Broncos or the Vikings, one of the jobs that he interviewed for, it came out that one of the things that made him either not get the offer or accept the offer was, you know, Harbaugh has a very big ego. Everyone knows that. And yep. he wanted to go somewhere where he had full control. Basically, what Bill Belichick has with the Patriots, where he's, he's the GM and the coach. Apparently, that's kind of what Harbaugh has been looking for. He wants to go somewhere where he can build the he wants to draft who he wants to draft, he wants to sign who he wants to sign, hire the coaches that he wants. And one of the one of the places the Vikings or the Broncos, you know, weren't gonna give him that. So that's what Booger said this morning. Why, if, if another NFL team isn't going to give him that full control, why would Harbaugh at this point in his career, like you said, to sixty, I mean, he's at the top of the, the profession. Why would he want to go to the NFL and be told what to do? Yeah. Whereas, whereas at Michigan, pff, to an extent, he could basically do what he wants. You know what I mean? He, he puts full, full trust in his assistant coaches and everything, of course, but. You know, that that would maybe be one thing. It does genuinely, I mean, I think he just loves football in general. He's a football guy. But it seems like he genuinely enjoys the kids, you know, being around 18, 20-year-old kids recruiting. And he's a football guy. He's been in the NFL everything. But I got to think it's, like, not as fun in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like I I don't know. Yeah, It's the NFL. NFL is king. We all know that. But it just seems like it wouldn't be as fun. You know, unless you're winning, if you're if you're John Harbaugh in the Ravens right now, it's probably a blast. Right. But if you go through a two three year run where you miss the playoffs or something, I mean that, that does not sound fun. Whereas you now you get fired, you get fired, right? But what what he's done at Michigan now, he's set. Even if they did slip, say JJ leaves, and you know they kind of have a two year run where they go nine and three, something like that, eight and four, he's fine. You know. Just, just you know, beat Michigan State, you know, win a couple big games, and and you know what I mean. Like he he has no like threat of getting fired at this point, right? Unless like just something absolutely crazy happens. But the NFL, like you guys just said, in the NFL that could happen, and then that could be a stain on his you know resume, kind of kind of in a similar way like a Jim Har- or a John Beeline leaving to go to the NBA,
2: and that did not work out at all, but. You're selling what? me. I'm, I'm, I like. Well, it. it's just
1: like I like. What's the re? Like, what is he searching for? And Super, Bowl.
2: I, yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, Super
1: I am. I mean, I but, guess that it's probably right because he lost that to his brother. He was so close. I mean, he made right. the SC championship three times on top of that too. I just. I mean, dude, you got this thing rolling. Like, yes. I get recruiting sucks, and you know this new world NIL transfer portal. I don't know. They seem to have figured it out, um, right. especially the portal. It's like, I mean. This identity where we're just going to have two stud tight ends. We're going to have a stud offensive line. We're going to develop our quarterbacks. Um, like, just keep it rolling. The yeah, defense, yeah. whoever plug and play with Minter, they're going to be damn good. It's like, why do you want to go to the NFL? And basically, you have to win now, especially with the Chargers job. It's like, what? Playoffs oh, yeah. are with us next year? And then, yeah. like, all if sudden, you don't make the playoffs. Now you're on the hot seat. Why? Just, right. just keep it rolling, man. I, I get recruiting sucks, but God, it feels good when you're out here bludgeoning Michigan State, James Franklin, Ryan Day. I mean, that probably doesn't get old. I wouldn't think. Right.
2: I will yeah. say you guys are bringing up good points that I'm sure he has to He has to think about that stuff for yeah. sure. And, and I've said it before, and I think we all agree. He's a, he's a damn good coach. He's could good coach at the NFL. Yep. He's proven that. But really, when you look at Jim Harbaugh to his core, he's a college football coach. I think so.
1: Well, like you said, the players yeah. love him. I mean, in that yeah. you know, Pell interview, he got stopped by like, two different players. I think Samaj Morgan was one of them. Like, they're like, I love you, coach. Like, like they love him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, everything he told them, we're going to be national champions, you know, buy-in. Dotto and Edwards. I mean, we didn't even talk about him. Right. He's going to be fun to watch next year. I don't know if they might still maybe try to get another running back in there in that room with him and Mullins. Or is Mullins graduated?
4: Mullins? No, he's only a sophomore. So yeah. He'll be so, bad. I
1: mean, they're going to be great in the backfield again next year. Edwards. I Mean he's just buying time all year. We've been talking about how Grady's been kind of just accepting his role, letting Corum kind of be the main guy. And I mean, wow, when he breaks through that second breaks through that first level, it's like he's gone every time. It's like both yeah, times right. on both those runs, like as soon as he broke through the defensive line, you're like, oh, he's gone. They're that not gonna uh it was awesome to see that. So it's like they got a really good culture rolling. Like it just it's like it's like a battleship. Uh like uh it's you can slowly turn it. Man, I don't see a, a world where they're gonna like really drop off. I think it's 10 wins and better. Right. Uh, yep. unless this new schedule really is that tough. I think it's 10 wins or better for the foreseeable future.
2: Yeah.
4: Should be. I mean, it, 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 like you said, as long as they keep things rolling, and he's building it to a point like where Saban had Alabama, where Urban Meyer had Ohio State, you still have to recruit for sure, especially with all that stuff that has, you guys have both mentioned, NIL, transfer portal. But he almost has it to a point where if if he calls and says, you want to come to Michigan, guys will come. You know, like to an extent, you you still have to recruit and everything, and NIL is a big thing. But you know, guys, guys are seeing this. You know, you got the jump man on your hat right there, Jared. People, you know, these yeah, kids you know. love these kids love that stuff. First, first jump man school to win a national championship. By the way, I did see that Desmond Howard that. mentioned that. I did see that. So, all all this stuff is a big deal.
2: Speaking you know? of yeah. jump man, did you see that press box oh, yeah. area where they were partying? <laughs>
0: man.
2: Jeter and who who was up Stephen there? It was like it was like
4: Derek Jeter, Michael Jordan, Stephen oh, yeah. A. Smith. I saw yep. I was up there. <laughs> Travis Scott. I don't know. Ted, you might not know who Travis yeah, Scott is. is. I know okay. who he is. I know he is. I mean, I barely know who he is. I know Jared probably does. He knows him probably. from
1: the McDonald's, uh, the Cactus Jack McDonald's meal, probably.
2: <laughs> right. Doesn't he have a famous girlfriend?
1: Uh, one of the Jenners. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's
2: that's it. Um, yeah. That's how I know him. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah, it's like, so. Man, so I'm just recording. you know,
4: it's all it's all back to I'm with you, Jared. Why would he leave? Yeah, but
1: okay.
4: that Super Bowl, that Super Bowl might be enough to say, I got to go after a Super Bowl. But I
1: just think the NFL is yeah. always going to be there. I, I, and I get this, like, I don't know, I, I guess the Chargers job is enticing. I mean, having zero fan base doesn't sound that fun to me. But, no. Right. it's um, so like, what what, like, what like, are you waiting for, man? I mean, your NFL shelf life as a head coach, like we saw, it. he was a damn good coach for the 49ers. They still fired him after, a, whatever, four or five years. What's like, the mod- is did, there a yeah, money like, difference? Is there a What's money difference? It?
2: Buddy doesn't. I mean, well, I mean, we'll what, see
1: what this new contract is going to. I think you make more as college coach to make more. Really? Right. And what was that
4: reported? The the offer on the table is like 150 million from yeah. Michigan. Wow. So, but but with the clause of like you're not going to flirt with the NFL anymore. So right. it is like
1: why big. I don't get why he keeps doing. If he doesn't leave this cycle, I, like if we do this again next year, I might be out on Jim Harbaugh. I don't care. I'll <laughs> why do we keep like if if he does resign and it is like that way, like why does he keep doing? It would be this whole thing would be annoying if he just ends up resigning. It's like, why do we do this?
4: I, I feel um, like th- this would be the time for him to sign that a 10 year deal. Yeah. You know, the, the rest of the time at, in his tenure, he couldn't beat Ohio State. So it was hard to justify that 10 year huge deal. Even after, you know, after 2020, when they went two and four, it was like, geez, we're about to fire this guy. Now, if he's going to stay, it would make sense. Give him the 10 year 150 mil. You're a, you're, you're the Tom Izzo of Michigan football. You're stay here forever. We're going to name a building after you. We're going to name a field that, you know what I mean? Before it was kind of hard to justify that, even though we knew he was a good coach, but it was like, man, you can't beat Ohio state, man. You haven't even won a big 10. And, you know, of course you hadn't won a national championship. Now he's done all that, yeah. give him whatever he wants, um, but he might I want to get back right. to the NFL. Cause he's seeing, he's seeing his brother, number one seed in the AFC, potentially winning another Super Bowl. And that might – you know, brother rivalry, that might be enough to be like uh, – he, he did make a funny comment in the presser. I don't know if you saw this, Ted. I'm sure you did, Jared. He said something like,
1: finally, I can sit at the big kid's yeah, table at yeah, the family dinner. He, he said like the same joke like three or four different times, like yeah. different interviews, like same wording, everything. Like right. yeah. he, is, oh, he is an odd guy. I he love is. him. He knows how to freaking coach a football team. But in that, in those post game, man, every question, like, I mean, the very first thing that uh, I think was Holly Rowe asked them is like, you know, how does it feel? He like says something along the lines of, you know, there's thousands of confetti falling. There's a million stories <laughs> and all this confetti. It's like, what are you talking about? I'm loving it, but I don't know what you're talking about. But then uh, it's kind of like, like
4: you, you, know, you see when they talk to his mom and dad.
1: You kind of see why,
4: because yeah. they're they're characters too. So it's kind of like, oh, what's it? The, the apple doesn't fall, fall far from the tree. And
1: that's what that's why I like John Harbaugh and what an awesome moment it was mid game. He just walks right up and hugs Jim. Wasn't that <laughs> just a sweet little uh, visual? It's like, wow, that's awesome. Is John, which, is, way, which is kind
4: of wild. Like, like sorry, Jared, to cut you yeah, off because I, I wanted to ask that. Like, they're they're obviously super close. There was that there was that feature that Marty Smith did um, during college game day about their you know bond super 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 close he really walked up to him in the middle of the national championship yep. and was just like hey hey what's up brother how's it going hey i made you it <laughs> right yeah. but then you know you didn't see jim he wasn't annoyed he gave him a hug all? and they talked for a minute it's just kind of like i'd almost be what if jim walked up to you in the middle of the super bowl would you be like hey man get the hell out of here i'm, I'm coaching a game it's just i thought that was funny
2: Who, who but is also, also really cool too is it john is He's older by a year. Dude, he looks like he's like forty years old. Like he looks
1: great, and that's why I was like joking because he didn't play in the
4: he didn't play in the NFL for fifteen years. Yeah,
1: that's true. Jim is like literally his dad, just younger, and then John seems like this cool, like hip, like guy. It's just it's just funny seeing the two the two the two guys like interact. Uh, A couple things I want to throw out, just like great moments that we might be glossed over. they, we're talking about Harbaugh's parents. His dad, who's got it better than us, the chant where he was literally screaming so loud, like the love mic like, cut out. <laughs> was, like, what a great moment that was. I mean, we got to give Coram his credit. I mean, oh, man. that picture of him, I mean, this is more so just his career as a whole. That picture of him against Penn State, you know, stalwart, with the blood all over his nose. I mean, how do you not love Coram, man? We love that yeah. kid. We remember when he first burst onto the scene with Asan Askins, and he yeah. was kind yeah. of in the Donovan Edwards role. It's like, this guy's a stud, man. When he gets the keys, it's it's – it's going to be on, and it was. I mean, just love how he runs. It's, 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 it's going to be sad seeing Donovan Edwards take over the leash next year. It's going to be awesome because he's going to have a lot of big runs, but I love that punishing style and how Blake Corman was just like what I like to call a muscle hamster. Like, I yeah. loved watching him run. He was awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like he said, mission accomplished too. That was pretty cool at the, at the post game. Definitely, I think, the best running back in Michigan history, arguably, right? Hard to argue. I mean, has the
4: touchdowns record. I mean, he carried the load for basically three years. Um, right, came back. He could have went to the NFL last year. He came back to do this. Has beaten, you know, all the all the check marks. Beat Ohio State one. Beat Michigan State one. Big Ten one in Natty. <laughs> Not I much else he can me. do. He was a Heisman <laughs> candidate last year until he got hurt. I mean. Right.
1: And Was the explanation point in two in the two biggest wins in Michigan history really? Bama and then Washington had the two Absolutely. biggest, the two touchdowns that iced it. Um, this is something this is off the wall, but if we're kind of moving on, yeah, I'm this is something that pissed me off all night. The NCAA football game, one oh, yeah, did this is never that? what did they ever announce that they were no, supposed to? It, right? It's not coming, it's never coming these oh <laughs> mfers man i could go to i think their headquarters are in turban ea sports dude i could burn that place down we've been <laughs> 10 years without an ncaa football game that's crazy 10 years without wow. an NCA football game my favorite game of all time everybody's favorite yeah. game of all time the best football game and they've been teasing this damn game like i have a facebook memory from like 2017 where they teased like that the game was coming back that was six years ago they well, haven't they done the only thing i've heard is this stupid plan where they're going to pay players $500, just like flat rate, you're getting $500, right. you're the game. that's not going to work. No, the guys right. like Caleb Williams, they're probably not going to agree to that shit. So no, the game's right. going to be, even if it does somehow come out, the game's going to suck. I'm just so sick of everybody hyping it up. I knew this trailer was never going to drop. You never heard anything from EA, just like the rumor mill on Twitter saying that there's going to be this commercial. I'm just sick of that game. I'm done talking yep. about it until there's a, literally a physical copy in my hands. Yep. It, it's never coming.
4: That's what I've said over and over until I see it on the shelves or like you said, in my hand and I'm playing, I'm not going to believe it's coming back. You, you asked Ted, what are they waiting for? The big yeah. hang up why it went away first was it was before NIL, you know, oh. guys were, guys were saying, Hey, EA's making all this money, you know, like right. Denard Robinson was on the cover and yeah. he probably didn't get a dime from that. He might've got a little bit. No, I think he I did didn't.
1: because he's a, they would do seniors who graduated.
4: Right who Ah. he was in the NFL, so he could make a little money. But all the other players in the game weren't at that time able to make money off of it, which is kind of BS. That's why their names weren't in it. It was like QB number number 16, Ah. wide receiver number one. But, you know, everyone knew that was Blake Corum. Everyone knew that, you know, whoever it was. Now that's what they're trying to figure out. Like Jared said, they're trying to figure out how much to pay these guys. Are we just going to give everyone a flat 500 bucks well, no, that doesn't make sense for JJ McCarthy should make more than the quarterback for Ms. Ms. that
2: Can throw a pass. Right. Yeah, they should get their fair share for sure. Let's right. Figure it out somehow.
4: Yeah. So that they're trying to figure out like, do we go off of sales? You know, like is there a percentage? Like certain guys will get a certain percent, what, what you clicks,
2: know. Like how many times you
4: play the guy or whatever. Right. That and there was someone was trying to figure out some like algorithm. If how many times does a guy play with Michigan and play with jj mccarthy and then that decides how much money he gets you know stuff like that so that honestly that's the big hang-up is how much are we going to pay these guys so it does suck though because i've said um i have a ps4 ps5 is you know because i don't really play games that much anymore but when this game comes out if it'll be ps5 this is what will make me buy a ps5 i've told my wife already if this game drops (laughs) I will go buy a PS5 because it is one of the coolest games. I don't believe it's going to happen. Yeah, I
1: mean, the NCAA 14, the last one that came out, it's like, dude, that game, people were still playing it on the PS3, Xbox 360 right. uh, you know, for like three or four years after that until finally the new you know, PS4 came around. Then you couldn't do it anymore. It's yeah. like that game, it's such a long shelf life because it's such a great game. Like, what are we doing? Figure this yeah. stuff out with NIL. It's like, dude, if you got to have a few guys sit out because they're not willing to play, so what? It is what right. it is. We Just give us a game. Yep. And, or just shut up about. it.
2: Yeah, right. Well, do we want anything else we need to wrap up on, on the national championship, fellas?
4: So it, I, I wonder when it's going to truly hit home. I mean, it, right. it has, but,
2: you know, it's just what a what a season, man. What, 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 what a, a
1: season.
2: Incredible. <laughs> well, we got another team we're following, the Detroit Lions, and uh, their year's still going. We'll talk about that right after this. It's much more than a gym. It's the Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center. Stocked with a wide array of -of state-of-the-art cardio and strength equipment, the Wellness Center also offers a variety of fitness classes. Run, jog, or get your steps in on the raised sky track with views of the entire Memorial campus. As part of your membership, enjoy the spa-like locker rooms with private showers. Also included is use of the steam rooms, saunas, and therapy pools. For more details, go online at memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE.
4: Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services is the official and exclusive realtor and broker for Three Point Podcast. Corey and her team have been providing personal, exemplary service in real estate sales since 2004. Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services are total professionals helping you sell your current house or buying your dream home. Stop in at 216 West Exchange Street in Owasso, get info online at coreyshook.com, and follow on Facebook at Corey Shook Realtor for more details. If you are looking for honesty, ambition, and expertise, you're looking for Corey Shook and Associates
3: Real Estate Services. Are you ready to take your brand to the next level? Look no further. Introducing AZ Branding Solutions, where we help grow your brand from A to Z. At AZ, we're committed to helping businesses and organizations like yours reach new heights. Our full-service print and digital branding agency is your one-stop destination for all things branding. Need a stunning web or graphic design that captures your essence? We've got you covered. Want captivating social media content that engages your audience? Done. And that's not all. We're experts in video production and photography, ensuring your brand tells a compelling visual story. Plus, we specialize in screen printing and embroidery, turning your brand into wearable art that speaks volumes. Whether you're a startup or an established business, AZ is here to transform your brand dreams into reality. Ready to grow with us? Partner with AZ today and experience the difference. Visit our website at www.az.co or give us a call at 1-844-360-AZEE. AZ Branding Solutions, where your success begins.
2: All right, guys, let's get into the Detroit Lions. I mean, you know, 12-5, and five, their win last week, a couple of injuries were a little scary, but the big yeah. storyline, Matt Stafford comes back to Detroit. What a story. huh? The, yeah. the,
4: we, we mentioned as amazing as the national championship was great drama in the college football playoff, everything with that, the NFL is still king. I mean, you look at these matchups in the first round, of the NFL, you got Cowboys Packers, obviously yes. for us, um, you know, Matthew Stafford, not just playing the Lions coming back to Ford Field. And, and playing a playoff game at Ford field. It is just a, a, a magical story. And it's one of those things you, you guys know my love for Stafford and um, he is still one of my favorite lions ever. He's definitely, sure. he'll, he'll never surpass Barry Sanders, Megatron. He's one of my favorite lions ever, but no, like I see some lions fans even saying like after Ram, Rams win, I'd be okay with it. No, uh-huh. he he got his super bowl. Cool. Tip the cap. I want them to get that Matthew Stafford three interceptions because they're pressuring him. You know, this is the lions lions need to win this. It's an awesome story. There will probably be some cool features and interviews with him about his time in Detroit, but no, this, this is the lions time. It's Jared Goff's time. Um, am I nervous about the game? Yeah, because we've seen also Matthew Stafford light it up at Ford field and the Rams are playing really well right now. So in the Lions' secondary is not so. I think there's a, a very good chance that we see a shootout on Sunday with the Rams. But I think the Lions' offense is is built for it. It does. It's too bad you mentioned the injuries. It's too bad that Laporta got hurt. Sounds like yeah. there's sounds like there's a small chance he could play Sunday. I'd I'd kind of be surprised, but that's a big loss because he, he's one of Jared Goff's like go to guys. Um, but they'll figure it out. You know, the run game is, is humming. Uh, St. Brown and even Donovan Peoples-Jones is starting to get involved yeah. a little bit. So the receivers are playing well. So, yeah, the Laporta loss would be big. But to me, it's all about it's all about can the defense hold up against Stafford and the Rams.
1: Um, real quick, just on that Laporta thing. I mean, yeah, it's going to be impossible to – like he's a 1,000-yard receiver. I mean, he's been – outside of Amon Ross-St. Brown, he's been like their number one offensive weapon really. Nope. Did you guys have any problem – playing everybody last week. I, I didn't, but it kind of seems to be the hot-button issue all week, especially when a guy like Laporta goes down. Did you guys have any yeah. issue with that?
2: I, I did, really. I mean, there was a chance, a slight chance, they still could move up to that number two spot. Yeah. That's what it's all about. If it, if they were locked in at number three and there was absolutely no way to move up, then I would have had a problem with it. But, no, I, I don't really. It's the yeah. NFL.
4: Yeah, no, and I mean, because you're right, you, you could get hurt at practice. You, you could get hurt any time. Obviously, it's always the hindsight thing. The, my one criticism, I guess, would have been playing the starters for so long. I would have liked, I mean, and the game wasn't a blowout. I would have liked to see maybe third quarter, some of the starters go out. Like, I mean, Gibbs and Montgomery are st- still getting carries in the fourth quarter. It's kind of like, all right, man, let's, let's start to get some of these starters out of there. But no, I mean, and they wanted to probably get the bad taste of the Cowboys game, you know, out of their mouth. Right. They wanted to get some good momentum going into the playoffs let's let's you know get get some good plays going on tape and and all that so no I wasn't mad about it
1: yeah it's uh I mean well it's like I, I agree with what you're saying it's like I got it. I wish they could have got them out but this defense man I mean it's the opposite of Jesse Minter and <laughs> right. the they can't stop anybody the, the, I mean Nick Mullins man he's looked like freaking Matt Stafford uh, or Aaron Rodgers, even like last <laughs> two times we played them, these wide receiver ones, like, you know, Cooper Cup's going to have 150 yards. Who can, yep. probably going to have 100 yards? Like, I, I don't know. I'm worried about this game. But to be honest, after last night's Michigan victory, it's kind of like everything's <laughs> just like icing on top. It really <laughs> is. Like, it's I true. got my championship, you know, state fans. Who we are also fellow Lions. With. Sorry, man. We already got ours. This is just icing on top. Yeah. Uh, so it's just going to be an awesome matchup. I, like as the playoff scenario, I was on the playoff simulator all Sunday. I wanted the Rams. People are like terrified yeah. of the Rams, and for good reason. I mean, right. my God, it's not a good matchup for the Lions. But it's just going to be aw- like Sunday night NFL first playoff game. You know, tickets are going for six hundred dollars, twice Ooh. as much as the next highest. Like, just get ready for it. And if the Lions lose this game then they weren't that team anyway. It's like, just enjoy the storylines. Enjoy the fact that if you do lose, it's going to be an awesome kind of full-circle Matthew Stafford moment. So just appreciate the game, get the popcorn out, and and enjoy it. You know, I'm sure I won't be saying that come, you know, third quarter of that game when it's a nail-biter, but I I just can't wait for it, man. It's like this is a true get-the-popcorn-out, Randy Moss, and just sit and enjoy this game.
4: Yeah, luckily the Rams' defense isn't what they were when they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago or even when they went to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff as their quarterback, the, the Rams defense, you know, it's still fine. They have guys like Aaron Donald and stuff, but the, the 49ers ran all over them last week with backups in basically. So if yeah. the lions, I, I think if the lions can control the, the line, the, the line of scrimmage, you know, a lot of games, that's, that's what it comes down to. And the lions offensive line is one of the best in the league. And if they can run the ball, which then opens the play action pass up for your guys's quarterback, Jared Goff, um, that, that'll be a good I'm sign. real quick, what
1: would you do? What would you do if, let's say, like this, the dream scenario? What if Jared Goff like lights it up and Stafford kind of plays like shit? What, what does that change your opinion at all of who he is? Slightly. Like three, he has three TDs, 250 yards, leads a game running <laughs> drive. I'll play Stafford.
4: If he if he <laughs> leads this team to the NFC Championship, obviously a Super Bowl. If he wins a playoff game or two, that's when I will say, give him the money. I, I'm almost there just because of what he's done. But it, it, to me, it all comes down to the dollar amount. He's, he's a fine quarterback. He's, you know, he is who he is. He's good. It's, yeah. it's the the money that he might ask for. But if he wins a couple of playoff games, especially makes the NFC championship or the Super Bowl, then he deserves it. Yeah. But if, if, if he goes in there and throws two interceptions and Stafford throws four touchdowns and we lose by 28, then I'm going to be like, this is why we can't pay this guy. This is why we can't pay
1: this guy but you know Goff is going to be playing inspired man I, if he, oh, if, he yeah. if he lays a dud it is kind of like what the f man yeah. you you have so much motivation going into this like yep. you're you're it's almost like a legendary if you just outplay Stafford and win this game like i mean it's almost like i mean you win the first playoff game in my lifetime for lions like dude you're in legend status yep just get it done yeah. uh it, it's it's going to be a real fun one to watch i, I think the biggest the key player and I, we said it all year he shows up in the biggest brightest lights it's Aiden Hutchinson He's yep. gonna have to have a game like he had versus the Cowboys. This yep. defense sucks, but maybe one man can be a one man wrecking crew, and he can have a couple sacks that end a couple drives. Other than that, this defense—it's gonna be a long day, I think, for the defense. But we need I him w- to play like a, a, a like an all pro is what we need from him.
2: You really think the defense, you flat out say they suck? Because I think they're pretty decent at times, you know. Their secondary is weak, but I think their defensive line plays well. Their linebackers are okay. I mean, I, I wouldn't say they suck. I, I haven't looked at any statistics. but I don't know, man. I We'll see come play. Aaron still, I, I do think Aaron
1: Glenn's look. a great coordinator. I saw he was voted like the best defensive coordinator yeah. uh, by the players. I think he's squeezing a lot out of, the, out of what this team is, man. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I mean, what, what it makes you say, I mean, you just watched Nick Mullins. I mean, duty. what did he put up on Christmas well, New Year's here, Here's the way I first look at it.
2: Yeah, they're, they're definitely allowed too many passing yards, especially to a guy like Nick Mullins. But they come <laughs> yeah. up with a big play here and there when they need to. Hutchinson's come up big, like you said. I mean, they'll come away with an interception. You know, I don't know. They're not great. Believe me, I'm not right. saying they're great. But I, I think they're good enough right now. They just – Ever since they started mixing it up and started blitzing more, you know, from different areas, you got to do that. And that allows sometimes some big big pass plays. But overall, I'm hoping they have a better game. It's, it could be scary. It could be. It's great. It's crazy, too. <laughs> they
4: they do, like, generate some turnovers, too. Like, you know, Rollins. Right. I mean, it is Nick Mullins. Right. Mullins is not Matthew Stafford. But, you know, they, they force turnovers, so they do a good job at that. A quick looked. They're basically middle of the pack in all the defensive statistics. Total yards, pass yards, points. The one that they're at the top, they're number two in rush yards. So, you know, if you and now, like, after seeing that, you think about it, they they are a pretty good rush defense because of that D line and the linebackers, you know, are are pretty good. So, um, which doesn't necessarily help against the Rams because (laughs) – Matthew Stafford's gonna throw the ball 48 times probably. But we've seen it. You man. gotta, hope, can turn you it gotta hope for Hutchinson, like you said, Jared, pressure Stafford, kind of what Michigan did to Penix. Pressure him. And you got we we watched enough Stafford games to know. Oh yeah. One of those wild interceptions or two are probably gonna happen. You gotta hope for that. And and hope Jared Goff plays lights out. Yep.
1: It's gonna be awesome. To have us here. Was there uh Ted, do you ever uh have any thought on going to the game?
2: I, I, it it crossed my mind, but with this sickness, it, it crossed yeah. it right <laughs> out. You know, I'll be sitting home Sunday night, prime time. It's going to be awesome. I I think they got the good matchup and they went the right way going Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've been reading things about people getting all upset about the one game they've got on prime, you know. Oh, peacock. 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 Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, we know that Michigan had a football game on Peacock this year, but the college basketball, there's a ton of games on Peacock. It's just kind of where it's going. Yep. I gotta be honest. I, I mean, I canceled my Peacock app or uh, subscription and I think actually I'm going to be at work during that game. So I I'm not going to reopen it to watch cause I'll, yep. I'll be at work. So I'll be able to watch there, but yep. I, it's just the way of the world, I guess, you know, people are going to complain. It does kind of suck if, if that's your team. And you have to open up a Peacock subscription just to watch your team. That I know that's that kind of rough. Suck.
1: But she's it's, it's first Dolphins, right? I think is is the Peacock game. Yeah, um, yeah if that if that is a great matchup. Uh, I mean, the Dolphins are spiraling right now. But right, right. Um, if that's a close game, I might I might do the five bucks. I might buy it. But if it's if it's you know twenty seven to ten, uh, and it's it's not close, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of keeping watch on the score, I'm not going to buy. it.
2: Yeah, fortunately, I have Peacock. I was that was one of the free deals I got with my cable resubscription, so I'm happy. <laughs> I won't complain. Hey, back one one final comment on you know we we like the fact that they're lions are starting out the playoffs against the Rams. Great matchup, and, and you know for the excitement level and all that, I I like it. But yeah. for for them to make a run to the Super Bowl, I hate to go back to that Cowboys game and that call. Look what it did. You know yeah. they would have the Packers. They'd have two whole playoff games. They'd have a legitimate shot to get to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they don't right now, but it's a lot tougher with only a one. I
1: don't know. I didn't want to see the Packers. Not because I think I think the Rams are a better team than the Packers, but that was like a almost like a lose lose playoff game. Like you're playing the Packers, you're definitely the favorite. Like they they have this underdog mentality. They they spanked as you saw it firsthand yeah. on Thanksgiving. I wasn't the, like a lot of people were up in arms about playing the Rams. I don't know. It's like, I like the fact that it's like, it feels like it's an even game and the lions can just play carefree when they're at their best. It's when they're not worried about when they're just playing with their, you know, hair on fire. And I think that's yeah. what we're going to see uh, on Sunday night.
2: I get that, yeah. but I, that whole field advantage, it's a big yeah. thing in the playoffs,
4: especially for the lions. I mean, right. they, they played well at Dallas, you know, a couple weeks ago, but yeah, it, it would have been huge. Obviously if that, if that whole um, controversy doesn't happen with the Cowboys, you don't know how things are going to play out. You know, maybe the Lions go in and lose to the Vikings because you know right. you can't can't predict what's going to happen if if things you know the whole butterfly effect type of thing. But um, <laughs> yes, if you just look at it on the surface, if the Lions had won that. The playoff scenarios would have been different, but yep. you know is what it is at this point. Lions year three of Dan Campbell. We don't have to. We don't have to rehash the receipts. <laughs> I think at one point we were all kind of out on Dan Campbell. Oh but yeah, year year three of Dan Campbell. Given where the Lions were when he came in, and that first season, this is this is the rebuild that, that every NFL team hopes for when they hire a coach. You know, unless unless they're coming in and it's kind of like a win now situation, year one might be rough. Improvement in year two, playoffs in year three. Perfect. Won the division and they're hosting a playoff game. I mean, this is this is what an NFL team says with a rebuild, and yeah. you have to get. He's up for Coach of the Year. I'll be curious who wins Coach of the Year. He, I, honestly, I think Dan Campbell could, but um you have to give him all the credit. He's he's not a perfect coach by any means, and you know we we know the faults I guess sometimes that that he has, but no no coach is perfect. Even Bill Belichick right now is is losing games. Andy Reid, the Chiefs are struggling. You know, so it right. happens. But what Dan Campbell has done in Detroit, rebuilding that culture, um, winning the division, hosting a playoff game for the first time in 30 years, he's getting guys to want to play for the Lions. I mean, you you can't
2: say anything else. Yeah, I agree. Well, go Lions. That'll be on Sunday night, primetime NBC. Uh, let's, uh, Let's take another short break, fellas, and take a look at the Prep Spotlight presented by Jacobs Insurance Agency.
4: Jacobs Insurance Agency has served Shiawassee County and the surrounding areas since 1977. Just like Three Point Podcasts, we've had three generations, Gary Jacobs Sr., Gary Jacobs II, Brian Jacobs, and myself, Noah Jacobs, serving our community with offices in Waterford and Owasso on M21, just west of Home Depot. Stop in or go online to jacobsinsurance.com to get a quote or get your questions answered by our team. Jacobs Insurance is a proud supporter of our local schools and the proud sponsor of the Prep Spotlight. Ensure everything, local, independent, and trusted. It's our family working together to protect yours. That's the Jacobs way.
2: All right, fellas, time for the Prep Spotlight presented by Jacobs Insurance Agency. And, uh, well, we'll jump right into boys' basketball. Chesity and improved to 9-0. Oh. They had 28 steals in their 67-35 to 35 win over Byron. Think about 28 that. 28 steals? <laughs> Picking a few pockets there. Langsburg also uh, downed. Plymouth Christian 91 to 74. Xander Woodruff keeps it rolling 38 with five triples. In girls basketball, Owasso down Duran 49 36. Scotty Baldooley had 19. Over Elsie, the Lady Marauders stayed perfect. They pounded Duran 57 to 19. And man, you can sure tell, but I am stuffed up. <laughs> Let's go to wrestling. Uh, Duran had three champions at the Railroader Invitational Cam Backus, Andrew Kesson. And Drew Allward, each won their weight classes. Corona's Jaden Eddington, who got uh an offer from Ferris State for football, mm-hmm. took first of the 215-pound weight class at the new Lothrop Hall of Fame tournament. That he's a nice. stud. He is having a nice year here, isn't he?
4: I mean, man, when you when you just translate right from the football field and he's winning tournaments on the wrestling
2: mats, I mean that's it's impressive. Pretty amazing. Speaking of wrestling, uh, Chesedine's Quinton Everett won the 126-pound bracket at the Saginaw County Tournament. And in swimming, Corona Boys stayed unbeaten down in Kersley Lake, Fenton 107-57 at the Olmstead Pool. Nolan Carlin away with a pair of wins. Owasso also stayed perfect with a 184 win over Brandon Goodrich. Blake Bigger had two wins in that one. Uh, The Castle Game of the Week coming up this Friday in basketball, Boys Basketball. Friday, January 12th, 7 o'clock at the Red Wig Gym, St. John's taking on the Hazlitt Vikings. That's the Prep Spotlight presented by Jacobs Insurance. Definitely for all your insurance needs, check out the guys yeah. at Jacobs for sure. All right, fellas, let's uh, wrap up this podcast. it been a fun one. I wish I was 100%, though. Don't have my <laughs> game face on today. But uh that's You are battling, man. You're, this is a Jordan Blue game. Yeah, it's, it just <laughs> sucks because – Michigan just won a national championship. I couldn't really <laughs> let it all out, man. Yep. I guess it's better for our listeners to listen to more of you guys. Uh, <laughs> let's let's take a look at uh, entertainment tonight. What do you guys got?
1: I got one uh, real quick. Um, this is a big movie I've been waiting for, man, for like a year to see. Uh, I, if, I'm, have either of you guys seen it? Killers of the Flower Moon. Lead: Leonardo DiCaprio, I've Martin been Scorsese. It.
2: No, I haven't seen it yet.
1: So I we that was a big purchase. Like you know, we rented it. The what Matt did with Barbie movie, twenty dollar rental on Christmas yep. Day. We watched it. You know, it kind of reminded me of the Irishman, which I believe is also a Scorsese movie It is where it was like it was good. But my God, it's long. It felt like it was like the movie felt like it was like three hours, three and a half hours. Like it felt like a marathon to get through it. There's a lot of good scenes. Like the premise of it is awesome. Uh, How they ended it with this little like live interpretation of the story was kind of a fun little ending. I just thought it was like, it left a little bit to be desired. It felt like the premise, Scorsese, DiCaprio, I mean, De Niro, I'll say he was, he was probably the best actor in that film. He was great. Yeah. I loved him in that movie. The the whole premise of, you know, uh, you know, Native Americans striking oil and basically, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, De Niro trying Perfect. to basically take it from them. Like, yeah. it felt like it was a home run, like A plus going to be an awesome movie. And it still was a good movie, but it, I felt like it just left a little bit to be desired. Like, it was like almost like a, and and it's a big Scorsese thing. I feel like where it's like every character is like some famous actor. Like at one point they have like Brennan Frazier pop up and it, it's just like, what it's like almost felt like it was like a comedy sketch, like all these new, Oh, there's that guy. There's that guy. And it like takes you out of the movie. Right. And it's like for like two hours, we're kind of, you know, plotting this story, uh, you know, going over like like 15 different individual moments where it's like, I think we got the premise after about five of those moments. All right. So, like, I don't think we needed three and a half hours to tell this story, yeah. or at least to tell it how they told it. I don't know. I'll be curious. Like, I saw the ratings on, like, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, like, a 95%. Like I said, I, I would give it a thumb up, but, like, I was expecting to be blown away, and it still was awesome. Like, the visuals, you know, it still was awesome, but yeah. it just left a little bit to be desired. So, I was a little bit depressed after I watched that one. I mean, it's never good when it's, like, you're, like, basically slapping yourself awake to, like, finish right. the movie. Like, you should be, like, hanging on your every last word like if a movie is really really good so it just it didn't reach my expectations but maybe my expectations were just too high
4: yeah when when you see the director and all the actors in it yeah you you expect to just be absolutely blown away which you know i've seen people with similar reviews very good of course probably going to win a bunch of awards great movie but almost like why did it have to be so long it's almost like you're you're treating the viewers almost in a sense, like they're stupid. Like you, you almost are like, we have to explain everything right. to them. And like you said, it almost like over too much, yeah. like to an extent, like we get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just, you know, hit, hit the the plot points, yep. move on. And in two, two and a half hours, wrap it up and you know, we'll, we'll enjoy it when you start going too long, then yeah, it is like you start getting lost
2: in the movie. Well, so. you guys, you guys are both in the business of editing. And you got to edit I mean, something like that, right? That's right. your
1: best quote. You always say that about one of my um, <laughs> uncle makes like family home videos. He has no edit button. Of course, AZ is the definition of has no edit button. Like, <laughs> Ted, uh, you, there's no way you get through it in one sitting unless you start really? at like 8 a.m. with a cup of coffee in your hand. I think you got a mid movie nap whenever oh. you do watch it.
2: <laughs> Should have an intermission like some of those old movies used to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I, so you, so was, you're
2: saying that the director's cut of that movie is like
4: four and a half hours long, probably. Well, like, probably. I
1: mean, it, 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 seriously. It felt just like the Irishman. Like, I mean, yeah. like we're like, yeah, it's a good movie. Like there's good parts, but what, what why is it so goddamn long? Right. Like you just didn't, I saw you didn't some, need
4: it. Yeah. I saw some people say like movies like Lord of the Rings that, you know, are like three and a half hours long different because there's battle scenes. There's a ton of action that yeah. keep you like going when it's one of these kind of like epic <laughs> movies it's just very deep and you know thought provoking. It is almost like exhausting watching. I do still want to watch it, but again, it's it's one, watch. three and a half hours long or whatever it does. It is like, man, when am, when am I going to carve out three three and a half hours to watch this thing? And it's I like,
1: know. I just I, I don't know. Like I'm I'm making fun of Scorsese here. I, obviously, I'm no filmmaker. Like I hated how they how it was done. It felt like it was so like choppy. Like scenes were. It felt like all the scenes were like really short and, like, not much substance. Like, we're just jumping, jumping, jumping. Whereas, like, you got, like, Jesse Plemons, uh, famously for Friday Night Lights. He's, like, kind of the detective in this movie. It's, like, there's a great, like, interrogation scene with him and DiCaprio, and it's, like, let's just let this breathe. Like, if you're gonna make a long movie, like, let's just have this interrogation for, like, ten minutes. Like, oh, two minutes, we're on to the next thing. It's, like, I don't know. You have these great actors. DiCaprio, good performance. De Niro, good performance. Like, just let it, like, breathe a little bit. I, it just was like we were cramming in too many stupid things that didn't right. really matter. Like, once we see all it a few times, like, we get what's happening here. So, how, how, about DiCaprio, how, about DiCaprio's,
2: how about DiCaprio's wife in the movie, Jared? I, I just saw she won a Golden Globe for her role. How was she?
1: Yeah, I mean, good. I Like, I, I wouldn't say I was necessarily blown away, but she was good. Okay. Um her like her character kind of confused me. I, I don't know. Like you guys will see. I don't want to spoil. it. It's not even yeah. out on you know DVD yet. But how her character was written, it was like I don't know. She was like just like not like they made her like but probably on purpose. Like she was not the brightest, right? I, I, and you're just like, what the heck? Like how are you not catching on to this? Like so we'll see. I'll, okay, yeah. She was good. I like I wasn't like, no, oh, she was horrible. She like I I felt like that was a deserving award. Like I I, I thought she did a good job. All the acting was great. Yeah. Other than Brennan Fraser, Like you'll see when Brennan Fraser comes to the movie, like, what the <laughs> f is this guy doing in this movie? I like him, but like, what are we doing? So yeah. all the acting
2: was good.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, with that lineup, it's hard it's hard to think the acting's not gonna be good. Right. Um, I knocked out a couple things. I know Ted, maybe you can finish up with yours. Okay. So I did finally get to Bye Bye Barry. Um, this is yep. a couple weeks ago. We haven't done Ted entertainment in a couple weeks, but um I mean, every, everything you expect it to be as a Lions fan, especially me, Barry Sanders being my favorite player ever, I, it just reliving those moments, seeing the highlights, uh, seeing the behind-the-scenes stuff a little bit, what the franchise was going to, because obviously I was younger then, and you know, Twitter wasn't around, um, You know, all, all the news, YouTube and all that wasn't around when he was playing, so you didn't necessarily see. I wasn't reading the newspaper all the time, so you didn't see all the behind-the-scenes franchise stuff so it was kind of cool to you know see all that get get some of the business of his career and then i think jared or one of you guys mentioned it at the cool spin too was him getting like basically interviewed by his sons now that, that was a pretty cool spin yeah. too um you know but barry <clears throat> even though even with the interview he's pretty like he doesn't open up a ton boring man you know what i mean like his interviews he's, he's obviously a very professional nice guy great person all that but it's not like he really totally poured out his feelings on the lions or, you know, whatever, maybe he doesn't want to, but just over overall for a football fan, for especially a lions fan, it's, it's an easy hour and a half watch. You'll love it. I mean, and you'll, you'll walk away being like, man, this dude, he, he's the greatest running back ever. He is the greatest running back ever. The cool. I mean, I don't really remember Ted, you definitely do. Cause you were, you were older during his run. Uh-huh. Um, I remember hearing about his dad, but I didn't I didn't realize his dad was like that much in the spotlight. So that that was a a new thing for me, knowing his dad was that much
2: in the spotlight. He pretty much did all his talking for him. Right. What
1: what do you guys think? of Like, here's the thing. Every time we watch a Detroit thing, it's like they interview the same like Detroit celebrities. Eminem, Jamel Hill, uh, Jeff Jeff Daniels. Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Like, I mean, I don't even think Eminem knows like Eminem. Like he has one comment where it's like. You know, I think the cow like they're doing like this Emmett Smith or Barry Sanders, like right. Um, and it's like I think the Cowboys, you guys would remember better than I would. Like, didn't they win like you know two or three Super Bowls like basically yeah. right in a row? Or and he has some combo where he's like, man, imagine if that Cowboys team had like Barry Sanders instead of Emmett Smith, it's, like <laughs> it's the same exact right. squad.
4: So it's it's, cool. like- it, it's almost like the the m is almost like the shock value because while I, while I was excited, I didn't know he was in it. His music was really cool, yeah, yeah. but it was almost like. I don't necessarily need to hear Eminem's analysis of Barry Sanders. You know, like different. it was, it was no cool. Right, Tim Tim Allen popped up. It was like, oh, right. hey, there's <laughs> Tim Allen. All right, <laughs> but overall, yeah. yeah, I'd give it, you know, on our three point podcast scale, I'd give it an easy as a Lions Barry Sanders two point eight at least. I mean, oh yeah, I'd even maybe give it a three. You know, as what? a Lions fan,
1: um, have you guys? The been second to a thing, show? I watched yeah. Unless,
4: go ahead, Jared.
1: Oh, one one last thing. Have you guys been like when they did the interview Barry at the Fox Theater? It looks awesome. I've yeah, never yeah. been there. I walk by it every day when I work. Oh, it is awesome. Game. It's awesome. Uh, have you guys both been to a show there? It looks yeah, incredible. I haven't.
2: I saw Greta Van Fleet there.
1: Wow! Nice. It looks like one hell of a venue.
2: <laughs> it is. It really is. It's very ornate, very old school, and not a bad seat in the house either. It's it's a nice place to go watch a concert or comedy show or whatever. Yeah, it's it's yeah. awesome.
4: I'm I'm glad they've kept it up, you know. Yep, kept it going, not not let it fall apart because it is also like historic, you know, for, Absolutely. for downtown Detroit. Definitely one you have to check off. Um, trying to wrap this up so you can get out of here, Ted, get some meds. I wanted you to mention tell. I watched Leave the World Behind, Julia Roberts uh movie on Netflix. Right. Okay. I'm sure you guys have seen the promo or at least seen the pictures. Yep. Kind of like a a thriller, a psychological thriller type of movie, I guess is maybe what I would uh, call it. But if you want to sit down for an hour and a half or so and watch a movie that's very different and like, will get you thinking. And it's really crazy and weird. And like I said, kind of a thriller, a little bit of shock value and stuff. It's definitely there. And it's very weird. It's strange. It's shot very like artistically. It almost looks like an Alfred Hitchcock type of movie, the way it's shot all the, the camera moves and the angles and everything is really interesting. Julia Roberts obviously is good. Um, but the story, the plot, and the story is really interesting. And, um, I don't want to say too much in case you guys want to watch it, but it's one of those that like there's twists, there's turns, you have to stick into it because you don't know how it's going to play out. Um, just a really, it's not not anything that's going to blow you away. You're not going to say it's a 3.3 on the three point podcast scale. Um, but, you know, it's one of those hour and a half, you don't have anything to watch, pop it on, it'll keep you engaged, unlike maybe the, you know, the three and a half hour epic that Jared watched right. that you fall asleep in the middle. This will this will keep you into it for an hour and a half, And and in the end, it'll make you kind of think, like, it's one of those that, like, what would I do if I was in that situation? Like, it's one of those that makes you think, like... It's like an apocalypse type of movie, you know. Like, yeah. if, if yeah. I was put in this scenario, how would we handle it? So, what
1: without spoiling it, yeah. what exactly is the scenario, or is that a spoiler? If it's a spoiler, I no. guess you don't have to say it, but no, because
4: if you looked at the like the um synopsis, it would tell you it's like uh, what's the word? Uh, a cyber attack. There's like ah. a, a cyber attack on the world, they, they don't know it at first. But then they kind of figure out that it's a cyber attack. You know, all technology goes down. Internet goes down. TV goes down. Right. So that's what I mean. It starts to make you think like, geez, what if this did happen? Right. And there's no phones. There's no Internet. There's no TV. What would we do? You know, um, Ethan Hawke is in it. And I've always thought he's kind of a cool actor. So, yeah, it's just it's like I said, interesting story. Some some cool like moments. And um again makes it makes you think like geez, this actually really could happen. What would we do? So
2: that actually sounds like one we'll check out. I mean it's Netflix, it sounds like there it's you. a perfect thing you're looking for on Netflix, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. Fun watch, a couple good
2: actors. So yeah, I'd recommend perfect. it. Um, good. I've got a few things here, but I'm not gonna get to them. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do one and it's uh, <laughs> uh, hard knocks in season with the Miami not Dolphins. i I you know being sick. I've been laying around, so I binge watched that whole thing up to date. It's awesome. It's really yeah. good. Mike McDaniel. I did not. Re- I knew he was a little different, odd duck, but he is. He's definitely an interesting character all the way around. The head coach of the Dolphins. I know you yeah. saw it, Jared. I don't know, yeah. Matt, Have you had a chance to catch any no. of it? I've, I've
4: seen a ton of clips, but no, I haven't watched it all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's what sucks, man, is you get attached to like this dolphins team. And we, I talked about it a couple weeks ago. It's been like my favorite season, maybe yeah. even better than the Lions. I mean, when it's in when it's actually in season, I mean it's like you it's like, how does it compare to the preseason? You know, whether this guy's gonna make the team or get cut, like right. we normally see before the year. And, and what sucks you get attached to this Dolphins team as soon as you get attached, like they're on like the biggest slide of all time. Like they're probably right. gonna get outed <laughs> against the Chiefs in round one. But McDaniel, he what it just shows you, man, there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. I mean, Dan Campbell and him probably polar opposites, and, and both are damn good at their job. Uh, he, he's an interesting guy, man. Uh, and I love watching him, he's entertaining. He's playing, it, yeah, and, he
2: has an interesting way of thinking and his whole vocabulary. I mean, he's just it's hard to explain. And the in season program, this is the first one I've watched in season it's different, but I like it. You know, it makes me want to watch the Miami dolphins every week. You know, you know, all the characters and you know, they've, they've been decimated by injuries. That's what's exactly.
1: Um, And and, I mean, Zach Steeler, Ferris state bulldog. I know you love
2: that little segment
1: on there lived in in RV for a couple of years, like first couple of years in the league. I mean, right. It was a walk on at Ferris state. Um, Just, yeah. Just a really good season, man, all around. It is, And
4: you, you can never go wrong with HBO and hard knocks either. No,
1: no. Not at all. It's, the editing is my God, it's you. It's like the, the little intro. I'm like, wow, this is like the coolest thing. Every time I watch it, I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever watched. Yeah. <laughs> With yeah. a they like flash photos and like blur out the, it's like, it's the cool, it's awesome.
2: It's so good. All right, guys, that's all I got. <laughs> I got to get out of here. I got to yeah. get a nap in. Nap time. Nap time for sure. <laughs> I want to thank all our partners, including Memorial Healthcare's Wellness <laughs> Center. Sign up for a 2024 membership up to 15% off. Get healthy. Go see Jared today. He'll be there working out, right? (laughs) Also want to thank our other partners, AZ Branding Solutions, Jacobs Insurance Agency, Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Taphouse and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. Peace and love, everybody. Be kind. Thanks for listening.